0: All and welcome to a special presentation from In the Money Media. This is Racing with Roman, Episode Nine, Saratoga Closing Weekend. This is our show for Saturday. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornatal, coming to you from the auxiliary offices, auxiliary offices of the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation, and now, now I now bring to you uh, the man who sponsors these shows. He is a horse player. He is an owner. He's Larry Roman. Larry, how are things?
1: Oh, things are great. I was up at Saratoga yesterday. Didn't do that well. Had to suffer an inquiry, which we'll talk about later um, in a race, and uh, walked away losing a little bit of money. I uh, had a horse that raced. Didn't seem to like the turf. But as a lot of people are saying, you know, you, you have to take these races as they come. It's that the race office doesn't design the race you want. Right, it's the book, and you got to have to race Phil and etc. So, like I said, I think Saratoga is the greatest meet there is. I think the guys have done a fantastic job. Uh, we've had a couple of tragedies, and it's you know if you guys remember, it used to say the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. I think that's what we had at Saratoga this year. Um, are you in Saratoga today? Or are you going to be over there this afternoon? Uh, No, I'm not uh, there today, so um, I'm calling from my home base. I would like to take up two topics. As you know, uh, before we start the analysis, I think it's important to discuss the sport, be open and honest about our feelings, Uh, and that's why I believe our podcast is different than a lot of the other things. We just hit it straight between the eyes. We have a little fun, but we're really serious about the sport. So the two quick top topics I'd like to take up is, number one, owning racehorses. I've owned them for 30 years. I've survived for 30 years. It's an extremely difficult game, uh, but it's the most rewarding game if you love the sport. And so for people who are looking to get into the sport, I, I think I'd like to spend about two or three minutes uh, about what it's like to own a horse and what the finances are of the horse. So the average horse, uh, the training bill is going to cost you about $4,500 a month, give or take 500 bucks. Uh, when the horse wins, the jockey gets 10%. The, um, uh, trainer gets 10%. If the horse finishes second, the trainer still gets 10%, but the jockey only gets 5%. So, and we usually throw, if the horse wins, we throw a bonus to the grooms, which I think is the absolute right thing to do. Sure. The point being that if you're going to get into the sport, and I know quite a few people who I talk to buy a little piece of it and they don't realize the expenses and they go, oh my God, you know, uh, my horse made $50,000 this year, but I lost 20, 15, 20,000. Well, that's the way the sport is. It's a very expensive sport to, to keep up these horses. You need vets, you need chewing, you need chipping, on and on and on. But it's still the best sport there is and, and you do have uh, advantages tax-wise. So anybody who wants to get in it and has the pockets to do it, I strongly suggest uh, that you come into that.
0: What's it about, you know, great- what is, it, is it about the experiences? Is it about the thrill of being involved, the day-to-day? What- what is it that makes it worth it, even though it's not something you do for financial reasons?
1: Uh, it, yes, it's, it's all of the above. And, you know, it's like people, I, I look at Stevie Cohen, all right, a billionaire. He went out and bought the Mets. All right. I'm sure he lost a lot of money this year. But why did he do it? Because the excitement of owning something, that you're, you're part of something that people are watching. I don't know. Millions of people are watching racing. Uh, Saratoga, you're getting crowds sometimes of thirty or forty thousand, and you're part of it. And so that's something that I can afford. I can't afford to own a baseball team or anything like that, but I can afford to to buy a horse for fifty thousand dollars, for argument's sake. And so to be part of that is it's something you strive for. And I was watching races at eighteen years old when I had no money. And I always said, I want to own a racehorse. And I was able to do it. So, And, and I play the claiming game mainly because, uh, because treating it as a business, I think that's the only way that you really have a, a, a shot. And so I've been there for 30 years, on and off, highs and lows. But I, I do love it. George, would you agree with what I'm saying?
2: How can I not disagree? You're the guy that puts up the money for the podcast. <laughs> like that guys you like that yeah, Hey how I... fun? double D, last week we ganged up on Roman I gave out the big exactor in the uh, in the big race there with uh we both uh, also said Forte would not hit the board and Larry told us we were out of our mind and also in even in the race that New York Thunder went down I had a, a saver in there that paid the $42 that million dollar named horse or whatever but Larry doesn't give me any credit guys Larry, don't... <laughs> 3 to 5 2 to 5 1 to 2 1 to 5 yeah keep it going larry all right george uh we will
1: see today okay you 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 guys figure it out you know you're like those pro handicappers who give you five horses and then the fourth and fifth horse come in and you go oh i had the exact the box of my numbers <clears throat> okay you know racing is racing you win some you lose some uh and I don't, I don't see your bank account. And you don't see mine. Oh, um,
3: I love to see yours. Oh my god! Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, one other thing I'd like to speak about quickly before we get to the races, Pete, is uh, inquiries. And you know, the, it's so controversial to me. Uh, we saw yesterday. I had the two horse with Liscano, and it took I don't know ten minutes to. <laughs> To decide, and I had the two. I lost the exacta. I finished third and fourth in the exact. uh, Yeah, third and fourth when the six horse came and nipped me. But I had the two win in place.
2: And it took me, Larry. It took me ten seconds, not ten minutes, to realize that uh, Jackie Davis had never had room to come through, and it was a frivolous claim of foul. Period. Correct.
1: All right, and we're seeing there. There's this big hole, and he did nothing wrong and yet we sit there for 10 minutes and banging my head, please, you're not going to take me down with this. And I think overall, uh, and, and so I think they made the right decision, but it too long a time frame. I think that any race where, where it was clear a horse was going to win, that the horse was the best horse, you don't take it down and penal, penalize the betters. If you think the jockey did something wrong, but it didn't change the outcome of the race, give him days, but don't don't take down the betters. It's the worst feeling in the world. When you have a horse that was clearly the best and, you know, maybe it was a little bumpy jostling. I mean, that's racing. You got nine, ten horses going. Leave the horse up, okay, and give the jockey the penalty. Don't, don't penalize the betters.
0: What you're okay? describing, Larry, that what you're describing is how it works around every jurisdiction around the world except here what they call category <clears throat> one stewarding. Whereas we use the the much more complicated category two stewarding that really asks the stewards to play God and make all these determinations. And there's a lot of us, and you and me among them, that believe that, uh, hey, we love America. And generally speaking, I'm going to say that we do things better than a lot of other places, but not when it comes to this. Give me the worldwide standard of category one stewarding. Leave those best horses up. I I couldn't agree with you more.
1: Okay, great. Uh, Let's go on to the races. I Larry, man,
3: it's double D. May I say one thing about that yesterday? Yeah, please. If you okay, I watched that re. I watched that head on about ten times on the turn. You've got you, George Pete, hundred uh, percent correct. But there's one thing you didn't say. The two was ten lengths the best they didn't do it. You know who did it? The five. What I read came in a little bit, almost causing Jackie Davis to clip heels. The correct. five was the one that was at fault, not the two. The two was never at fault.
2: So All what right. took them – would it take you 10 minutes to do what they did? No, double- but I'm not a
3: steward, but, you know, we're, we're very astute guys. We watch races every day. These guys – I don't know where they find these guys from the bubble gum machine. No None of them ever been jockeys probably. They never rode in a race. So how how are they making decisions? We can make better decisions. Go watch the replay again, fellas, and you tell me if Irad, who rides a little dirty sometimes, didn't come in. <laughs> okay, hey, that's <laughs>
2: what
1: the man. But the the point is that that's something that could be done now, the day after. Just leave the horse up. The the results were correct. I think they did the right thing. And I'll say that I believe 90% of the time they do the right thing. I agree uh with you 100%. The
3: horse won by five. The other horse got beat 30 lengths. It wasn't changing the outcome. Move on. Don't stress me out.
2: I'm not (laughs) saying they did the the wrong thing. What the heck takes them 10 minutes to do it? That's what I – I just don't figure that out.
3: Larry's right. They made you sweat. They made you sweat like they were taking the horse down. They did make you sweat. (laughs) I have to agree with him. Okay.
1: Let's – yeah, let's move on to the races, guys.
0: Starting with race number four, we've got an allowance race going six and a half on the dirt. This one stayed clean. Everybody is going to be uh, participating. Larry, we'll start with you. Why did you pick this race? Uh, I think, you know, the races I
1: picked today I think are very competitive races. And the races, you need to analyze how the race is going to be run. So this is interesting. It's a six and a half furlong, not six, not seven. So that's the in-between. They're going to ride it like it's a six furlong, but it's not. It's an extra half furlong. So we see in this race uh, a lot of speed. Uh, we see speed from the uh, five-horse frat pack. Frat pack had want to make special weight easily. His last start, he had the lead, uh, in a seven furlong race. He fought, but he was beaten by better horses, uh, right at the end. He had a chance to win and he didn't, but he ran a really good race. I just think his problem is going to be the speed. And we have one, a diffuse, the Island who George I'll remind you was even money. And I said, in his last start, he's going to get beat. And I gave you the horse Durante who destroyed him, uh, I think Defusky Island's going to have a ton of speed. He was actually rated last start because he was going against uh, Durante, uh, who took the lead. And I think he's going to be fighting, fighting, fighting for the lead. So he's got speed. And then you look at uh, Ludwig, who showed twenty-two and one speed, opened up. So I think he's going to be going out. So that's the speed. And I'm saying at the six and a half furlongs, there are three good closes. The two, the three, and the four. It's that simple, guys. The two, the three, and the four. The four horses is sharp now. Closes very well with Manny Franco. The three horses is class. His last race wasn't great, but I think he's going to be showing up here uh, because he's off the turf. So you look at his dirt form. And the two horses, a very consistent horse right there. So it's as easy as two, three, four.
0: Go ahead. Two, three, four for Larry. George, I saw you making some faces while Larry was talking. What do you have to say about this race? I like Cape Trafalgar in this race. Yeah, like
2: George, you're covering,
0: George, sorry, my man. You're covering your microphone a little bit. Try that again.
2: Uh, I like Cape Trafalgar in this race. I think this horse seems to be in a really good spot to lay Why are fast pace here today for Dylan Davis? A yeah, very sharp second in his last start. Only got beat a neck. And he's hit the board in all three starts so far this year, 2022. You're going to get a ton of early speed in here. And Larry is right in one fact that and Dapuski Island. I think they're going to be out there just going at it really quick early, and I'm looking for horses to lay right off of them to get the trip, so I'm not picking either one of those to win. I like Ludwig as well uh, to be right there. He's a very sharp winner, but that did come in the slop, so he's got to turn it up a, a bit, a bit in the track. but uh, he might be good enough to repeat in here today at a, at a pretty decent price, so I like Cape Trafalgar and Ludwig, and then for the show spot, Pratt Pack or Dufuski Island, I think they're going to duel early, but they're going to drop back at the end.
0: All right. Maybe holding on for a little piece. How do you see this one, Bubble I
3: I don't agree with either George the King or Larry the Chalk. I'm going to give you the winner. The entry is an absolute lock. Five to one morning line to Island, and you get Lafitte's Fleet. Now you're going to say why. You think there's a lot of speed. Absolutely not. Look who's on the Foots Island, today, the best probably speed rider in the game, Santana, he sings to me with the guitar. He's going <laughs> right to the lead. He'll be two in front. maybe a length and a half. They won't be able to get him. But listen to this now. I think the end, the other part of the entry is just as good. You, you didn't mention, this is a good closer. Last time, go back and watch Rosario ride the horse. Very passive. Just kept him back. Never even tried, really. I'm not going to say tried. He just didn't give him a full effort. Today is going to be a little different. So I see the entry is very strong. My second other choice would be Cafe Fiat, Laglo. Safi, Joseph. will be sitting an inside trip, closing late at the end. And then Linda Rice going for the title, fighting Chad Brown, tooth and nail, Chilino. So I'm all about the entry, 2-4. I think this is the best bet of the day, the entry. You get 7-2, to two, Larry. Go in your left pocket, bet 1,000, bet 100 for me. Move on to the next race.
0: <laughs> what a lot of confidence from double d we'll work the cape trafalgar pronunciation but everything else was uh, was very
3: what i do wrong i said the wrong pronunciation
0: yeah i don't know what you said for the name of the two but i'm going with cap,
3: Cape. Trafalgar. cap i'm oh, sorry sorry cape trafalgar did i that
0: right one of those cape trafalgar like
3: i'm trafalgar. sorry gentlemen my vocabulary was a little bit i apologize <laughs> i am giving you the winners so these people are more worried about the winners than my than my vocabulary <laughs> Pete, King. Go bet the entry, stop the nonsense, go get 7-2 to two and move on to the next race. Let's go.
0: Let's move on to race 6. It would be fun to debate that more, but we got a lot to get through and it's already 10 of noon as we record this. This is a cool race. Race number 6, 2-year-old maidens going a mile and the 16th on the inner. Why don't we go in reverse order, back around the horn, keeping it with Double D. Who do you like in here?
3: Double D, very, very... Difficult race. Very, some well-bred horses in here. Uh, I'm going to take a shot with the five. I don't want to say the wrong pronunciation, Pete, so you'll scold me. So can you please give me the pronunciation yeah. of the five? I'm going with Zevrev. Zev- Zevrev. 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 Yes. Sherry DeVoe, an ex-Chad Brown assistant. Very good trainer. She always does a very nice job. Horses well-bred. By Oscar performance, Thunder Gulch, man. You got my man on him. Sing me to Santana, the song. You know, I, listen, this is a race going long. Obviously, it's on the grass, but I really like this the, the breeding. I think this girl does a really good job. Uh, I'm going to give you another horse. My second choice, Wally World. <laughs> if you all know Wally World, I, I, he comes from one of those movies, but this is Chad Brown. This is a more than ready. Uh, you know, this guy's looking to win the meet. He's, he, he doesn't want to lose to Linda Rice. He'll have a nervous breakdown if he does. So we're going to go 5-1. My other little choice in the race for a little shot, train is a little cold, would be Tom Collins. I think that's a drink named after Larry. I think he likes Tom Collins. Speed, last time on the dirt, just completely fo- folded. Just throw that race out. Maybe on the grass will show a little better speed. So I'm going to be about 5-1-3. I know Pletcher's going to get a lot of money. I don't really like the 11. 5-1-3 for George the King and Larry the Lover. Let's go.
0: <laughs> George, give us your thoughts on this.
2: I think it's a very wide open affair in here today. Of course, uh, you have uh, not too much form-wise, so you got to like you know take a shot. So I'm going to go with Buffoon in the sixth race. Uh, I like his works. So I think he's in a good starting spot for his major league debut. Not much to say, you know, because you have to see who's going to like her for whatever. Ocala Rocket also gets a vote for me, always Mott and Junior. That's a, a lethal combination that uh, they've been all year. That's a good outside starting spot for Ocala Rocket. He's a w- well-bred colt, and I, I think he's in a good position to, uh, to get something done. Zeverev, as we all just mentioned, gets my uh, third vote in here to complete the triple box there's a wide open affair so I think we're all stabbing at what we think is going to happen
0: six horses mentioned five different ones Larry are you picking from that group or do you have something else to nominate
1: you know I hate there's nothing I hate more in this world than uh, agreeing with George because (laughs) I never agree with him on anything I mean it's amazing but I'm a little different. Ocala Rocket, I'm starting with. And, and here's the reason. They paid 450000 for this son of Hartspun. That is really, really hard. William Mott, we all know how great he is. Uh, I think he just turned 70, but he looks great. Uh, Frank Fletcher, that, that those connections are great. And I, I just think at the price that they paid, and also let's go to the dam who's by Belong to Me, anybody knows Belong to Me, is all turf. She screamed that that mare screams turf. So it's a first-time starter, Billy Mott and everything, five to one. I like it. I thought with Buffoon, no one was going to pick Buffoon. But why do I like Buffoon? Uh, it's because it's Lope de Vega uh, and uh, Invincible Spirit. These are Irish-bred, totally Irish-bred, even though it says fur. France. I don't understand why it's France if it's all uh, Irish bred. Irish bred turf horses are phenomenal. We all know that, and so I think at a great price, this horse has a chance. And the third horse I'm going to go with is a Gate Road, and Todd Pletcher first start lost by a nose. Yes, off the turf, but clearly they were looking for the turf. A quality road. They paid six hundred and fifty thousand. You got a Rad Ortiz. I wouldn't bet this horse is a big favorite, but definitely this horse, uh, you know, he's got to start under uh, his belt. I think he's going to be closing very
0: strongly at the end. So I'm going 7, 2, and 10. 7, 2, and 10 for Larry. Very interesting race, the sixth. Let's skip ahead to another wide open looking turf race. It goes as race number 10, this allowance race on the inner. Larry, we'll keep it with you. What did you like in here? Uh, You
1: know, again, this is a wide-open race where I look at uh, speed. I see uh, Fredo. He's got nothing to lose. He's going to be shooting from the inside. You have Ruse. He's going to also be uh, shooting for the lead. I think, uh, you know, the interesting horse here is the nine horse, Saffy Joseph Jr. It was an off the turf, but ran a bang-up race, won by eight lanes with a big buyer. He's going to be a price, but he's not going to be my pick. My pick is going to be internal capital. And I like this horse. I just think he's just well-bred. I know the last race was at Monmouth. That's why I'm not screaming here uh, to bet this horse. But I just think this horse is starting to come around uh, to what he wants to be. You're going to have favorites in uh, I'm Very Busy, who's uh, definitely a drop-down. Uh, they put this horse in the Breeders' Cup juvenile, uh, juvenile Turf, and he was only six to one. So he's got a you know a prep race back. He's got, I think this horse is going to probably be like uh, eight to five. I just don't love the horse, but clearly this horse can easily win. And for third, I'm going to pick the Check Getter Royal Spirit. Royal Spirit's always there. Third, first, second, second, second. So I expect uh with Linda Rice, I expect this
0: horse to get a piece, but not the winning piece. Eight, six, and seven, mainly eight and six for Larry in this competitive turf race. George, how do you see it? Are you guys gonna be in lockstep again or, or can we get some arguing yeah, going? On? I hope
2: to agree with Larry. It just kills me, but I do like internal. My uh, top pick in the tenth race today, uh, beaten favorite last two starts. If we take a look, I feel that this horse has to move a little bit earlier than. And I also like
0: George. It. We're losing your mic again. If you can, if you can go back to how you had it before.
2: i that a lot better.
0: Better, yes.
2: All right. Should I repeat what I said? Internal capital. We got
0: got the case on internal capital. Who else are you going to have in the number with with the eight?
2: You know, Fredo was lights out from the inside today. was absolutely, I don't know what got into that horse last time. He just kept going and going. He could have went five miles that day on the choo-choo. It was uh, probably the best race I ever seen that horse race. I know it was against uh, cheaper stock. But it was big. Take a look at his buyer. Take a look at the time. I think it's going to give him a live shot. They're going to shoot this horse out of there today. And if he gets any kind of a break in there where he can uh, kind of relax this horse a little and go a little slower so he has something left to finish with, he could surprise you once again and come right back. Let's take a look at Royal Spirit in there. Uh, this horse goes back to turf after a couple of starts on the dirt for uh, Lescano. And I always love to use Lascano when we come to grass. Uh, he's so underrated. And I, I just love Lascano on the grass. He's got some really good speed. Royal Spirit has to sit up close here today and possibly threaten in the lane. But internal capital getting my top pick.
1: Two votes uh, internal Pete, capital. Pete, Pete, I got to say something. Please. This guy, is he, he's lost his mind. Look at the horse ruse. It's a ruse. You got Kevin you got Carmouche on him.
0: So yeah. you think you How think Ruse is gonna, gonna take on bad. Fredo for that early lead. That's where you're going with that, right, Larry? We lost Larry for a second, but I think that was his point. Are you concerned about that, George? About uh the four softening up the two?
2: Um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, you know, but uh, how many races does Carmouche win on the grass? He doesn't win that many races for me.
0: He's probably going to just, I think Larry's point was just he's aggressive, but we'll see. Sometimes they sneak away. Sometimes a horse up in class, especially Carmouche, might just say, well, I'll let him go and I'll attack on the turn. And that could, uh, could bring Fredo back into things. We'll wait for Larry to rejoin, but that's okay. Cause we got to get Darren's view on this race. We've got two votes for the eight. Can we make it a chorus? My friend.
3: No, no chorus. I'm not singing with him. I'm singing my own saying. Another horse I'm going to give you, best bet of the day. This is my second one. I'm very busy. You probably get about two to one. This horse says first-time Lasix, first-time blinkers. think the horse needs Lasix. I think the horse needs blinkers. Needed his last start. Was on a good turf. Come back today, second off the layoff. Got all the equipment. I think Chad Brown, like I said, him and Linda Rice are going to go to Monday fighting it out. One wants to beat the other as bad as the other. So, I like I'm very busy as a best bet. If you want me to give you a second choice, uh, I'm going to give you a bomb. I don't know if it's, this horse is good. Bad to the bones. That's what Pistol Pete loves. Bad to the bones. Now, you look back. Dirt, 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 dirt. Now it's his first time Billy Mott on the turf. Mott has never run this horse on the turf. Just take a shot with this horse as a bomb. Now, the other... Other two horses you mentioned either way. Royal Spirit looks like it's gonna sit a good trip. Lascano's hot. Linda Rice, great combination. Great, great job with the agent Jay Bidas He's looking to he's looking to uh, win some races for Linda and the other horse, the other Chad Brown, very good chance. So I'm six-five with seven-eight, but I'm all about best bet of the day. I'm very busy, Pete. Let's move to the next race because I'm very busy right now.
0: <laughs> six with five, seven, eight for Darren. Let's go to the big one, the feature. Before we do that, I just want to check and make sure we have Larry back with us. We lost him for a second, but I think yep. he's back now. Yes?
1: Yeah. Yes, I'm back.
0: Do you want to kick this one off or should we give it to Darren? No, I'll kick it off because every time
1: uh, I listen to George, I have to agree to George. It makes me sick. So uh, this way I don't have to agree with him because I'm picking first. All right. This is <laughs> Let, let me be honest because I think that's what our broadcast podcast is about. For, for the Jockey Gold Club, this is a weak field. I'm sorry, but it, it's a weak field. Um, so, but somebody's going to win this race. And so I look at it and I go, okay, we have Proxy on the rail. He won the Monmouth Cup, uh, was headed, fought back, but didn't really impress me beyond belief. Uh, r- rattle and roll is this favorite morning light favorite he's always there he's always part of it but he just doesn't to me look like a great horse he's probably be the favorite but I think he's beatable and who's going to beat them Tyson Tyson is going to knock them out <laughs> cold. all right Tyson is now the sharp horse He won a grade three, drawing away. He just won a grade two, battling the whole way, drawing away. He's got Manny Franco. He's five to one in the morning line. He's by tapping out of a smart strike mare. He will knock them out in the
0: feature 11th race. And you know what? You look deeper into this pedigree. You mentioned about the top side. Did you notice, Larry, that the Grand Dam of Tyson – is better than honor, who produced two Belmont winners, Rags to Riches and Jazzle, and is also the dam of the producer of Archangelo. So breeding-wise, this horse, Tyson, every reason to improve going longer and going on dirt with all those Belmont winners in the pedigree. I love the pick. I'm, I'm, I, I will happily co-sign on that. Did you have any others, Larry, you wanted to put to go with Tyson, or are you just keeping this simple? I mean, if you look at it simply, the other horses don't belong in the race.
1: I mean, I understand they're racing there. They're going to get a check. I understand the prestige of being in the race, but they're just not in the same realm as those three horses. And I, again, I think Tyson's going to win easily,
0: at least by a length. Tyson with the obvious ones maybe in second for exactus George, let's bring it back right. to you. Larry's Fear be realized? Do you guys agree here?
2: No, not at all. That's good. You know, that's good. I like it (laughs) a lot because I have to teach him a lesson. I'm going to rattle and roll today, Larry. He's a three time winner this year, very consistent. And then you're getting BJ Hernandez in the saddle. This guy's a great rocker. I always like watching him when I go to Churchill. This looks uh horse looks like he's looked like he's coming into form after finishing a very sharp second at Ellis Park. I think he's gonna relish the distance today and I look for him to uh, to score in here. Proxy uh, retains Rosario and Rosario gets along nicely with this five year old. <laughs> Rosario gets along nicely with horse that he rides in. He's been right there uh, in his last three or four starts. He gets the inside draw. And, of course, Rosario, for me, is always a great money rider. Clapton, take a look at him. I think he'll draw a lot of attention today. First of all, he's getting Irad in the saddle after finishing second in the grade two Suburban. So I think you're going to see a lot of action on Clapton just to that factor alone.
0: 415 for George. It sounds like looking to get a tune out of Clapton in the number there, potentially with rattle and roll and proxy. No love for Larry and my
3: choice of Tyson. Let's see what Double D thinks in the big one. Um, <clears throat> the big one, the million dollars, a little bit of a weak race for a million dollars, like Larry said. I, these horses, these really ain't that good of horses in here. I'm going to go with proxy. Reason being is horses, great form. Has inside position. He's got Rosario. There's not really a lot of speed. Now, I know what Larry's saying about Tyson. I'm not disagreeing, but if you look, Tyson's last four races have been on the poly track and woodbine. Now he's against the big boys today. A little different. Poly track to the to the conventional dirt. I don't know. I like proxy a lot. Now, there's really not a lot of speed. I mean, maybe it doesn't matter, but it's a mile and a quarter. My other horse I was going to take was Bright Future. This horse ran like a killer last time. You know Plutcher knows the track. He's not winning the title this year, but there's not a lot of speed. This horse showed very, very good positional speed last time, probably right on the lead of stalking. So I'm about 8 i I'll agree with George the King. I'll use rattle and roll. So I'm all about one eight four. I don't like Tyson, Larry, so you'll get knocked out again. No, Ty- no Tyson this week and no, who would I say last week? Me, me and George the King. We told you you were wrong. Remember Georgie? Remember Georgie? Oh, he hates
2: to be wrong. You have no idea. The guy won't sleep at night.
3: <laughs> I love him. I love him. I love him. I just like to break. We're going the head to button. head.
0: We're two. We're two and two. We'll see. I, you know, normally I would question maybe that synth to dirt, but Josie Carroll, very effective shipper over the years in Saratoga. And- Just take a look at that female family. It's all long on the dirt. We'll see how it plays out this afternoon. Who gets the bragging rights for tomorrow's show when we'll be back for the season finale of Racing with Roman. Any final thoughts, Larry, before we post the show?
1: Yes. Uh, You know, I put these two guys on, George Anthony and Double D, Darren Delucia. I put them on because they're characters. You know, they have uh, opinions. Strong opinions. Mm -hmm. Great. But they don't have a clue when it comes to what's going to happen today. I promise you. And when we oh, talk tomorrow, when we talk tomorrow, Pete, I know you're, a straight, you're the straight shooter in the group. You just <laughs> let me know who was right, Roman or Anthony
0: and Double D. We'll see. That's where we'll lead it off. That's where we'll lead off tomorrow's show. Well, for Double D, for King George Anthony, for Larry Roman, I'm Pistol Pete. May you win all your photos.
2: Take care, guys. Bye, guys.